So tell me about it. So, okay. Every hour I spend five minutes having only happy thoughts and then I feel a lot better. And, okay. but after the five minutes, I still have a lot of anxiety provoking thoughts, but sometimes I remember and stop having the thought. But, okay. But, well, some, but sometimes, yeah. You see, that's the whole point about practicing for five minutes once an hour. Yeah. Is okay. that um, that influences the next hours. And so um, you're beginning to see things, but you're also now starting to, to be able to catch it and control it. And that's the whole point of getting yourself into a really good state on a regular basis so that yeah. later during the day that sati will build up and you can catch yourself doing what you used to do and then you can congratulate yourself and say aha i saw that and that's yeah. the part that you need to add next is congratulating yourself oh, yeah. for being able to change gladden yeah. the mind okay now, one of the things that so many of the Westerners do is they think that they've got to do it all the time. This is back to the issue of all the time, all the time, all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so um, even a swimmer, even an excellent swimmer, even a, um, uh Olympic champion swimmer is not in the water all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They're not in the water all the time. And all I'm asking is for five minutes of practice, intentional practice, intentionally. You said that you can get yourself into a good mind state, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever you were doing to get yourself into a good mind state, that's available to you whenever you think about it. But normally, whenever people think about it, they say, oh, poor me, I can't do this again. And they start complaining. Yeah, no, I do that, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can see it. And if you can see it, then you can deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so that whole idea then of watching when you're complaining. Now, you said you were going to do it every time that you talked. Mm-hmm. And you can do that every time that you're writing also. Is this a complaint? Mm-hmm. Do I want something? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the whole point is, is to start waking up. Yeah, I, I, I complain still a lot talking to people also and catch myself, uh, but after I've already done it. Okay. Well, that's the time to stop as soon as you catch yourself. Yeah. You're using the word after you've already done it is a kind of complaint. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Instead of catching yourself then and saying, got it, I saw that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, I can see it. But what happens with you is it happens with every student. Mm 
you're just doing it a little bit longer because you haven't caught on that you don't have to do it. But every student during the waking up process, when they wake up to see what's going on, they immediately don't like it. Yeah. Okay. That's what needs to be changed. Is that attitude of I don't like what I just saw and to look at here, I can actually see that stuff now. Because it's not you, it's not who you are. You don't even know who you are, but you're com you've confused about that when you complain and then you see that you're complaining, then you put yourself down. Oh, you're a complainer. Yeah. But you're not a complainer. You don't even know who you are. But the one thing for sure that you're not is the complaining is not inherent and built in. Okay. In a way, it's kind of like a paint job on a car. All you need to do is, you know, get some touch up paint and, and um, fix the scratches. The scratches, et cetera, are not inherent. Mm -hmm. They're not. The things can be fixed when you see it. If you don't see that big scratch on the hood, Everybody else will see it, but you don't see it, and so you can't rub it out. Mm -hmm. Right? So the first thing that we do is um, congratulate. Aha, I see that. <clears throat> I see that complaint. And then don't complain about the complaining. <laughs> so the first complaint is whatever it was, and then the second complaint was, oh, I just complained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we need to change that attitude slowly, slowly, gladdening the mind, become pleased that you can see the complaining that you said that you were going to stop. Um, yeah. So why do a lot of articles say that it's very difficult for people to change or that they can't do it? What do you mean by an article? Just, I don't know. I just read in a lot of research that it's difficult for people to change and they don't change. Right. It older. is. This is yeah. true. 90% of the people in the world are unfit for the Dhamma. Oh. Right. You know why? Because why? they think they can't change. And so they don't put in the effort to make the change. Uh, and then they write articles complaining about it. Uh, that in fact, the people who do change, they don't write chart articles about that. They write articles that are worth reading. That in fact, um, the number of professions that you have in Western society uh, that are all geared around those kind of people, okay, psychiatrists, psychologists, preachers, doctors, social workers, 
all of those people would be out of a job if those 90% did change their attitude that they can change. Mm -hmm. But because they can't change and they're still un unhappy and miserable, they seek out help, but they seek out help pe from people who don't know how to change. Yeah. Or they okay. don't know how to teach people how to change. Social workers are notoriously miserable people. Because they deal all day long, not just with their own problems, but the problems of other people, and they can't fix it. So burnout is very, very high among social workers. Yeah. All right. But now that we know that, we can recognize, well, which part of the group are you going to be in? The ordinary people are those who are willing to take the effort to change. Yeah, I'm going to take the effort. Okay. Well, the right effort is a gladdening effort, not a punishing effort. Yeah, I still punish. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, I, I can just tell, uh, you know, because whenever I catch myself, I, I get a little bit sad or annoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of being happy. Wow, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. no, I'll, I'll start being, I'll, I'm going to start being happy. <laughs> well, this is a good time to start. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start now. All right. Yes. So, there's a whole range of technology or words that we can use for this. But I think that the word complaining is going to be a good word for you to start focusing on. Is that yeah. you're going to congratulate yourself for whatever it is that you see, rather than complaining about it. Yeah. So when you see that the mind is very active, instead of fussing at yourself for it, you can say, aha, I can see that active mind. I can see that monkey mind. Because if you can't see it, you can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. A blind man makes a terrible painter. <laughs> but then, like, after... I say, okay, I see that monkey mind. Then what do I, then what do I keep saying? I mean, what do I say? Because it's going to keep racing. All right. The answer to that is the gladdening of the mind. Everything is all right. Everything is fine. I feel safe. I feel secure. I feel comfortable. And you start talking yourself with nourishing thoughts into feeling okay. Uh-huh. But you didn't okay. feel okay because the monkey mind was already there. Uh -huh. And your natural state of being, your no, sorry about that, backtrack. Your normal state of being is a habit that you started when you were a child and you were taught that habit. It's called, in many cases, it's called confirmation bias. And you have the confirmation bias that the world is a, is crap. Yeah. And so your confirmation bias is, is that, but you are supposed to do something about it. At least you can complain. Okay. At least you can complain about it. Mm -hmm. And so 
when that complaining happens, you can say, I see that. I can put a stop to it. You said that you can do this for five minutes once an hour. So let's keep doing that five minutes once an hour and stop complaining about the other 55 minutes. Okay. I, I don't feel totally safe and secure, though. Well, you, I know you do. You know why? Because you give yourself a whole lot of thoughts of unsafe and insecure. And so you feel unsafe and insecure. The reality is, look around your room. The reality is, is that you are safe and secure. The reality is, is that there is no, look around. There is no crocodiles on the floor. Do you see any crocodiles? No, but I mean, even in my own body, I don't feel safe because I don't feel like my body is healthy. Well, that's because you have unhealthy thoughts. You're worried about the body. That in fact, you could go so far as to say that the medical profession, their primary clientele is hypochondriacs. Mm -hmm. If people felt healthy, we wouldn't need doctors. Medical science would have never progressed to the point that it is if people felt healthy. Well, but I mean, they don't have lots of health problems, but not just hypochondria. Well, hypochondria means you talk yourself into feeling sick. Mm. Okay, so that's think, a confirmation. Do you think sick people box. have talked themselves into being sick? I think that everybody who is sick talks themselves into being sick. When the when the body is has a disease or an ailment. Um, okay, let us say that a child bumps her elbow mm-hmm. and she goes around crying about her bumped elbow. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to a time when she is a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. And she's done a whole lot of stuff. And so this time she bumps her elbow and it's nothing. That we are, when we are little children, we um, are overly sensitive to the body. That in fact, the sensory input for a child is massive. And what we do in our um, uh, growing up is we stop paying attention to a whole lot of stuff. But then we do continue to pay attention to a few things, much of which is unwholesome. And so... Uh, and and so we wind up saying, oh, no, what could be wrong? Or, oh, no, you should go to the doctor with that. Rather than having the nourishing thoughts, oh, everything is okay, everything is fine. So you actually talk yourself into being sick. When you feel um, unsafe and insecure, let's stay with that for a little bit, not rather than sick, but unsafe and insecure, the reality If you will allow yourself to see the reality right here, right now, with where you are, you're safe. Okay, you are safe. There is no cops breaking down your door. The floor under your feet is fairly solid. I might have health problems. Well, never mind that. Let's stay away from that and talk about feeling safe and secure. Okay. 
Well, I mean, I need to, to feel safe and secure. I need to not have health problems. Uh, you can feel safe and secure and forget about the health problems. And feel safe and secure. Look at the fact that from the outside perspective, there is no danger. That the only danger that you've got is coming from the inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you have been talking yourself into that for a long time. So right now we're going to start focusing on the fact that on the outside, there's no dangers. Mm-hmm. And allow yourself to feel safe. Talk yourself actually into feeling safe. Never mind my health problems, I feel safe. Mm -hmm. Okay, that people actually give themselves a panic attack with the thoughts that they have because they're not having thoughts of I feel safe. Can you hold on, hold on one second. Okay, sorry. So back to what we were talking about. Is that in fact, when you have a thought that's triggered by a sensation in the body, instead of worrying about, oh, that I'm I'm sick, you can have the thought of, oh, I can handle that. That in fact, uh, you say you're sick, but you look healthy enough. Yeah, you're still alive. Yeah, no, it's been worse. You can breathe. Yeah. When we're full of fear, we don't breathe well, and not breathing well then uh, affects our uh, physical well-being. That the mind is the forerunner. Some things you don't have any control over. Real sickness is one of them, but feeling sick, you do have control over. Sometimes people have accidents or uh, uh, debilitating diseases, and sometimes, in fact, everybody eventually gets old, and with old age comes illness. 
The question is, is that can you practice now while you are um, at least as well as you are so that you can feel healthy, secure and happy? Because when you get old, you're going to get really miserable. In fact, a lot of old people are really, really, really miserable because they were miserable when they were your age. And as they age, they just got more miserable. Mm-hmm. When real sickness and real old age set in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you have the right attitude, you say old age. Yeah, I can handle that. I can get old and still be happy. I can have bad uh, knee joints and uh, uh, torso pain and uh, the arms hurt and bursitis sets in and I can handle it. Mm -hmm. But you already have the attitude of complaining about it as if it was already too much. And your health is going to get worse, the real health, because you're going to get old. Now, I'm not talking about what happens next year. I'm talking about what happens 15 and 20 years from now. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you complain about your health for the next 15 years, you're going to be really sick in 15 years. If you have thoughts of, oh, I can handle it, this is nothing much, then you can be wiser about when you go to the doctor. 90% of the doctor's visits are unnecessary and the doctors know it. They make mm-hmm. huge profit off of it. They'll give somebody some pill or another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when you feel healthy, the reason that you feel healthy is because you've talked yourself into it with the attitude that I'm healthy. But the real issue is the feeling of fear. Because even if you're unhealthy or healthy, the fear will still be there. That in fact, the fear contributes to the unhealthiness. And that you've gotten yourself into habit of feeling afraid, afraid of the body and afraid of the world and afraid of all kinds of possible things that can go wrong that don't go wrong. Every problem that you can think of Whatever happens in the future is probably different than the thoughts that you were having about it originally. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now let's do it again. Let's look around the room and recognize that there's nothing there to bother you. Mm -hmm. You don't have a swarm of bees or a wasp. You don't have um, a community of spiders. There are no cobras. There are no anacondas. No pythons, right? Can you look around? Right. And say, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, no, let's, it's true. It's true. It is true, right? Yeah. Right. So you, now you can take a deep breath and let yourself say, I feel secure. I feel okay. I feel secure. And you can practice that during that five minutes of feeling safe and secure, talking yourself into it, and then letting the feelings move along with it. That's especially true if you're breathing well. Mm-hmm. Taking a deep breath. And on that out breath, 
relax. Wow, I do feel safe. Wow, I do feel secure. Wow, I've got no place to go, nothing to do, and everything is okay right now. And if thoughts of sick come up, you can say, oh, I'll be sick later. Right now, I'm going to feel comfortable. I'm going to feel safe and secure. And we talk ourselves into it. This is the gladdening of the mind. This is also what the Buddha talks about in the sense of removing the unwholesome thoughts. The unwholesome thoughts about being sick will result in you being sick. Unwholesome thoughts about things that might happen will result in you having feelings of fear. And then you do those over and over and over again. And now it's time to start waking up to that and then making a change. And the change is just to brighten the mind, to gladden the mind. You're just beginning to start to practice in the sense of seeing the stuff. And so now you have to take the effort, the right effort to change. Yeah. So you said that you can can stop complaining. So you're in the process now of learning to stop complaining. And the way that we can stop complaining is by uh, changing those complaining thoughts into happy, wholesome, brightening, gladdening thoughts of, oh, never mind, it'll be okay. Okay. Never mind that pain. It's, I'm okay. I don't have to go to the doctor for that. Okay. Well, maybe. Well, the maybe is now the complaint. Well, I mean, if I'm in pain, I probably will go to the doctor. Right. But right now, you're just complaining about being sick and you're not in pain. And not only that, but the body, uh, the whole chemistry of the body is that pain is a signal to pay attention, to look at what's going on. Yeah. Basically, to stop what you're doing, it stresses the, uh, well, the doctor may or may not be able to help. In fact, you're smarter than most doctors. In fact, most people are smarter than most doctors. I would still go and see if they can help. Well, definitely. Right. But you'd probably be a rich lady if you didn't pay the doctors or the insurance and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. That there are some medicines that are valuable. The Buddha actually talks about adequate medicine. We do have to have adequate medical attention. Mm -hmm. But Westerners mostly have too much medical attention. It's a racket. And the racket is based upon the fact that people are, are not capable of changing their attitude. They want the doctor to do that for them. Oh, if I go to the doctor and get a pill, because I paid the doctor and got a pill, and he nourished me and says everything's going to be all right, now I can have the thoughts everything is going to be all right. The point that I'm making is, is you could have the thoughts of everything's going to be all right and you don't have to go to the doctor to get it. And so that'll cut the doctor's business down to about half. Yeah, so you still go to the doctor. Because when you need it. 
rather yeah. than when, when you're afraid. Mm. That you can walk into the doctor and with a great big injury and still have a big smile on your face. Yeah. Well. The question is, is most people, when they have an injury, when they feel uh, physically in pain, they mix it with fear. Oh, no, what's going to happen to me? Uh Oh, no, this is too bad. Let's say you broke the leg and there you are laying on the ground. Okay, that's a good time for medical attention, but it's not a good time for, oh, poor me, I'll never walk again. Yeah, I run I run into future scenarios very quickly from everything. So mm-hmm. not just not just physical pain, but yeah. But yeah, noticing how much that provokes anxiety and how unnecessary it is. Um, something I've been saying to myself is you you just don't know that's true. And that's been alleviating temporarily alleviating the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right. That whatever you're thinking of may not happen. So why yeah. worry about it? Yeah. Okay, so this yeah. is part of the complaining, in fact. Is that complaint about, uh, oh, poor me, what's going to happen to me in the future because of this? Mm-hmm. Rather than having thoughts of the present moment, I can handle this. Mm-hmm. And then you start gladdening the mind. Wow, I can take care of this. No problem. No, no worries. I can handle this. And start brightening the mind. Start telling yourself that even there, though you're laying in the street with a broken leg, you're still safe. Mm-hmm. Everything will work out just fine. Yeah. Everything's going to be all right. But instead, most people will have thoughts of, oh, no, this is terrible. Oh, this is going to be terrible. Oh, this is never going to get straightened out. Oh, poor me. And start having pity parties. And you're really excellent at a complaining kind of pity party. And so beginning to catch this. Just like you catch the scratch on the car, now you can rub out that scratch. If you don't see it, you can't do it. So you're beginning to wake up to this stuff. Congratulate yourself that you can see it and then make All a right. change. Or actually, the congratulations yeah, is the change. Well, because I very yeah, because I very quickly start complaining about the complaining, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So never mind. Start again. Go back and have five minutes of joy. And in that mm-hmm. five minutes, keep telling yourself everything's okay. Everything is fine. Nothing to worry about. No danger. No pythons. No boogeyman. <laughs> there are no bears in the closet. Okay. And keep having those gladdening, wholesome thoughts. Okay. That's the whole thing, and it's going to be a process, but the process 
always is the same thing that happens in this moment. Never mind, start again. Never mind that I was complaining, I see that. Let's start again into being happy. Let's come back to the breath and take a deep breath and just relax. Over and over and over again, throw that thought out, bring in a wholesome thought. Oh, everything's going to be okay. Everything's fine. Everything's all right. Everything is fine. No place to go and nothing to do. No boogeymen in the closet. No cops at the door. No debilitating illnesses got you by the throat. You're going to be okay. You're going to survive for the next hour or two. If you breathe. Okay. If you don't breathe, you might not survive for the next five minutes. And when people are in a panic, they freeze and stop breathing. When you're in a panic attack, you're actually physically closer to death than at any other time. Why? Because you're not breathing well. <sighs> and here you are with a perfect opportunity when I'm talking about it. And you don't take another breath. Come on, let's practice. <laughs> yeah, I'm breathing. I'm breathing. Okay, we'll do a bigger one because that's not much of a breath. I want to see your shoulders rise when you breathe. Now you're breathing too fast. Slow it down. Take a deep, long, slow breath. And in that out breath, let the body relax. And take another deep breath in and then just let it relax. And having thoughts, wow, this feels good. I can just relax. And everything's okay. No place to go. Nothing dangerous right now. And I feel safe and secure. So practice feeling safe and secure. Practice feeling pleased with yourself. Rather than critical with yourself. You spent so many years being critical. Finding this to complain about and that to complain about. And now you're complaining about your health and your health is fine. Doctor, take a look at you and say, get out of my office if he was a good doctor. But most doctors says, come right in, sit right down. I'm going to do this, that and the other find a test and we're going to find out what's going on. And then I'll give you a whole bunch of pills to swallow. No, a lot of people have a lot of physical sicknesses and illnesses. Yeah, they talk doctors themselves into helpful. it. They talk themselves into it. And the doctors, sure, they're very, very helpful. They're helpful charlatans. And you don't need them. Right, not right now. You're not going to the doctor right now anyway. You're not driving your car on the way to the doctor while you're calling me. You're sitting at home. And so you start thinking about going to the doctor. You don't have to think about going to the doctor right now. You think about being safe and secure and comfortable at ease. And continue to practice 
oh, I'm not going to the doctor right now. I'm just going to sit here and feel good. And everything is okay and everything's all right and I feel safe and secure and comfortable. Allow yourself to feel comfortable. Take a deep breath and just relax. Oh, feel comfortable. Okay. This is something that you haven't been doing very much in your life is relaxing. You have to be on guard, have to be all tensed up, have to be wired, have to be anxiety ridden, have to be in a panic because something might go wrong. Nothing goes wrong. Everything's okay. <laughs> so is everything okay right now? Yes, it is right now. Ah, oh, and now you smile too. Good, good. All right. So start watching your smiles. Can you smile? Can you remember to smile? Can you remember to smile because you've got to smile? Okay. And everything's okay. Everything is fine. Can you repeat that? Those little sayings that I keep giving you? Let's hear you say it. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's right. going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's all right. Everything's fine. Everything's all right. Everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know what to say. Now you have to remember it. Mm -hmm. Remember to say that. Everything's all right. Everything is fine. Okay. Everything's all right. Everything's okay. Not a problem in the world. Nothing dangerous. Everything is safe. Okay. And then you take a deep breath and let yourself feel safe. Okay. Can you let yourself feel safe right now? Yeah. Can you? Then Maybe. let's see you do it. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll do it. Let's take a deep breath and relax and sigh and say everything's all right. Wow. Okay. Everything's all right. All right. I hear you repeating that without believing it. I know. But I know. You keep keep practicing, though, and allow yourself to believe it. Because what what your confirmation bias is, is that things are not okay. But the yeah. reality of the situation is everything is okay. Okay. Just realize that right now, look around your room and look around at your hands and say, you know, everything's okay, okay. right now. Is yeah, it? everything's okay. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't believe it, but I can repeat it to myself. No, you got to actually see that it's real. Okay, well. Can you see I mean, that it's real, that right now everything is okay? Yeah, everything's okay. All right. So let yourself see the reality of the situation rather than clinging to the old confirmation bias that you learned as a child that things are not okay. Okay. 
and let yourself believe it now. She'll say it again. Everything's okay. Everything's Everything fine. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. All right. Say it and tell me as if you believe it, rather than you're doing it only because you were told to say it. I, uh, everything's okay. Everything's fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you? Say it again. Yes. Everything's, everything's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. All right. Well, you keep repeating that, and and let it sink in. Okay. Everything's okay. Everything's all right. No danger. Everything's okay. Everything's all right. No danger. No dangers. I no feel dangers. safe and secure. I feel safe and secure. All right. Now you're repeating it as as you don't believe it. So say it as if you believe it. I don't know what that means. How do you say it like you believe it? Well, because you can see reality if you'd look. Instead of seeing it through the filter of the bias that you have that things are not okay. And see it is in real. The reality is, is that everything is okay right now. And okay. you're still not convinced because you won't look. Right. Okay. Look at what? Well, look around. Look at your body. Okay, Take I'm a deep breath. Okay. Do you see uh -huh. any problems? No, the problems are on the inside of my body, obviously. They're not on the outside. All right. Well, can you actually recognize then that on the outside that everything is okay because the inside of the mind is not okay? It's been told that everything on the outside is not okay. Start recognizing that everything on the outside is okay, and let's start there. Let's start okay. with the reality of the situation, and everything really is okay right now. Okay. Even if you're sick and on your deathbed, everything is still okay. Okay. You're going to eventually die. Mm -hmm. Can you die with the thought everything's okay? Everything is fine. I'm ready to die and everything's all right. Yeah, I can die with that thought. All right. Can you do, can you live this moment with that thought? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter what's going on on the inside. We start need to change that inside by looking at the outside and recognize everything's all right. Yeah. yeah. Because that's how you got yourself all mussed up in the first place is because you thought that the dangers were on the outside. Now you brought the dangers on the inside. Let's start looking at where the original dangers came from is not there. That the reality of the situation is, is that your, your environment is safe. So start allowing yourself to feel safe in the environment that you're in. Okay. Even if you die. It's still okay. Okay. But that's in fact the primary uh, point about death. Death is an, um, that the, they call it the self-preservation mechanism or the self-preservation instinct. Mm -hmm. And when we have the reality of the situation I mean, let's say that you're in your rabbit hole as a rabbit and you've got a tiger coming into the rabbit hole. Now is danger. This is a real point of danger. How does the rabbit feel when that danger is there? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
but when the when um, uh, the cougar or the big cat is not digging into the hole, then the rabbit can relax and rest. But my health problem is real danger. Well, it's it's not. The real danger is worrying about the health problem. The real danger is, is that you got yourself feeling like that there's a cougar digging out your, um, digging you out of the hole when there's no cougar there. That in fact, you can have the thoughts about, well, right now the body's okay. It's not sick right now. And you can feel safe about the body. Instead of complaining about the body and worrying about the body and worrying it into being sick. My body is not okay right now. Your body is okay right now. If you give yourself that thought, you keep clinging to the thought that your body's not okay. And you're not calling me from a hospital bed. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I'll. You're healthy enough to stay at home and call me on the phone or on the internet. You're healthy enough to do that. So see how healthy you actually are instead of worrying about how healthy you're not. In fact, you're bringing up this I feel unwell and unhealthy is just another red herring to prevent yourself from feeling joyful. That being sick is different from thinking sick, and you're thinking sick. And you can set that thought down and say, everything is okay right now. I'm well enough. If I breathe, I'll survive the next five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Everything's well enough. If I breathe, I'll survive the next five minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, all right. Good. It is true. It is true. Finally, we've gotten something in there. Let's start working with that. The reality of the situation is, is that you're you're well enough to survive the next five minutes. Yes. Yeah. So feel safe that you're going to survive the next five minutes. And all you need to do now is take a deep breath and enjoy the fact that you're still alive. That you're not about to die. Okay. And if you were, that would be okay too. Okay. Yeah, the world's already overpopulated. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be okay that you die. In fact, you don't even want to live forever. That's called the vampire's dilemma. So you're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. Can you say that? You say everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Just for right now, everything is fine. And allow yourself to enjoy that. Okay. 
Can you practice that with a big smile on your face? Like you believe yeah. it. <laughs> well, that's a fake smile. I know. I know. You, you I can't can command someone. You can't, you can't ask someone that and then respect a real smile. I get it all the time. Okay. I got it already from you in this hour. Okay. In fact, the little smile that you have right now is much more real than that <laughs> one that was yeah, fake. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware. All right. That's the whole point is start nourishing yourself. Everything's going to be all right. Allow yourself to believe that everything is going to be all right for the next five minutes. So you're not in danger that you can find. No, I can believe that it'll be okay for the next five minutes, but not the next okay. five days. Well, let's not worry about the next five days. Okay. Let's worry about the next five minutes, this five minutes, and then the next five minutes, we won't worry about this five minutes. And then 15 minutes from now, you can take five minutes and say, I'm going to survive for the next five minutes. Five days from now, you don't know about. But if you practice five minutes at a time in the next five days, you're going to feel really great. <laughs> okay. You don't know what's going to happen in five days. Yeah. You don't. So let's practice by working on what is real right here, right now. And what's real right here, right now is that you're okay. Okay. So practice that. Practice getting into the mood and the feeling that everything's all right. Not a worry in the world. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, well, let's finish this call. And you go practice five minutes at a time. I'm okay. Everything okay. is all right. Okay. All right. We'll see you later. All right, thank you. All right, see ya.